It's Wednesday night. It's October 12th, 2022. Brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast A. Coming at you. I'm Tanner Lee, the KOP champ. Right here. For now. Self-proclaimed. Full full crew tonight. Paul Zartman, Austin Shepard joining me. How's it going, fellas? How'd you like uh, the first international episode of Dynamite? There was less maple syrup than I anticipated. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was a good show. It was uh, it was one of their better ones. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I thought it was pretty good too. Hot crowd all night. Yeah. Yes. You know they were excited to have those guys there. Yeah, they've oh, been absolutely. waiting a while. They've been waiting a while. So, yep, good show, good show. A lot to talk about. So, Paul, I'll let you dive right into it. All right. Uh, tonight's show begins with uh, the newest member of All Elite Wrestling, Renee Parquette, making her first appearance, and she welcomes out Christian Cage. He says, it's great to be back in Toronto, and as the face of Canada, he guarantees a win. Just like the Toronto Maple Leafs losing in round one, and he brings out Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy comes out, uh, comes charging out with a drop kick to his former tag team partner, follows it with one to the back, and he then yanks up the top rope while standing on the back of him, following it up with by diving over the ropes to slap Luchasaurus, taking a page out of Cage's book. As we get towards the end, uh, Jungle Boy comes in with some elbow strikes and then a crucifix bomb, and this time uh, the bigger man. Uh, has to kick out of the pin attempt. He lo- um, Jungle Boy looks for a kill switch, but Luchasaurus reverses, only for Jungle Boy to turn it around and plant him down. He then hits the kill switch engage, but yet again, Luchasaurus kicks out. Jungle Boy locks in the snare trap, but he uh, Luchasaurus gets the ropes and Cage holds him as well. Cage then distracts Jungle Boy, and that allows Luchasaurus to throw Jungle Boy across the ring, spiking him down to the ring for the win. It's a pretty solid first match. Yeah, let's go back and talk about Renee making her debut. Um, A lot of the dirt sheets kind of caught wind of this late last week. Sounds like WWE put some fillers out, wanted to get her back in the company. She said no, so their assumption was that she was coming to AEW, and you know she said on Twitter her and John were going home for uh, Canada's Thanksgiving, but also next week, which is probably true, but also next week's in Cincinnati where they live. What a perfect time to debut in the company. So yeah, country than her than her home city. So uh, I think she'll bring a lot of value to the company. She's really talented. Um, and then there was a report today that came out that Warner Brothers um, wants to really happy with AEW and wants to get some more shows involving AEW that it's not necessarily in ring content. So she'll probably fit right in in there. I, I I think it's a great addition. I really liked her on commentary back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, I think she can bring some value there. Um, also, after the news of over the weekend with with John. I mean, is is it part of his extension too? Like, hey, look, obviously, there's rumors that he's going to be exclusive to AEW and not and not do any of his independent stuff anymore. Uh, he says he can go wherever he wants. Either way, it was it's kind of uh, funny that all of a sudden he gets an extension, uh, a little bit more responsibility in the company, and then all of a sudden, hey, my wife's got a role too. So, 
Hey, yeah. if he's going to make it his home, might as well bring the family along. Yeah, good point. Good point. Congratulations, John Moxley. Five-year contract extension. He is the face of the company. Didn't want to go anywhere else. It'll be interesting, like you said, Shep, if he still can work some GZW or some independent stuff going forward. But good, good for him to be more of a coach and mentor rep or a mentor role too, aside from being a, just a talent. So that was a big deal because AW couldn't afford to lose him. No, they couldn't. And after the backstage incidents where this guy basically gave up his six-week vacation um, and said, okay, I'll do what's best for business, and I'll put this company back on my shoulders. So um, I think that's going to uh, obviously pay dividends for him and his wife down the road. So, hey, kudos for uh, TK for recognizing that and, and painting. Yep, yep. So uh, I'm anxious to see what Renee can bring to the table. I mean, we saw her a bunch tonight with backstage interviews, and she's probably already t- towards the top of the list as far as uh, backstage interviewers go in the company because that's not really one of their strong suits. You don't always want to put Shivani back there. So now no. I want to see her on maybe some commentary. So as long as she yep. doesn't put a mask on her face. Hey, they could <laughs> they could do a backstage type show. They got the whole crew. They're now Adam Cole and it's and Soraya and Punk for now at least and Renee and Samoa Joe presents backstage brawl. <laughs> so, but uh, good opening match. Uh, Christian Cage coming out getting some heat. I like the Maple Leaf line. I'm always a sucker for go at the home t- uh, hometowns uh, one of their sports teams and the Maple Leafs the one you can definitely make fun of because they haven't won anything in so long. Uh, good opening match. I was a little surprised by the result, but yet I wasn't because it makes sense with the story. But yet, Jungle Boys had taken some big L's lately, so it is kind of surprising, but makes sense yeah, with the story. But uh, they did uh, say something during the match that kind of caught my attention. Uh, this was more than just a feud between these two because both men were undefeated since the split as a tag team. I didn't catch that until they brought it up. And I'm not, I don't know if that's accurate. I thought Jungle Boy had a loss or two, but I guess I could be wrong. I did off the top of my head too, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know because he was injured for a little bit. Yeah. Came back and beat Christian. Or did he beat Christian? (laughs) Why can I not remember now? (laughs) Uh, it all out. I should remember. I I don't remember. Uh, I'll go to trusty Google because you know yeah, the internet I, never I, lies. Because I think Shep and I missed bad on that. Prediction. Yeah, we both thought it was Jungle Boy. We yeah, and I think Christian won though. I think Christian won that though. It was a, it was it was a quick match. Yeah, because Christian was hurt. Right. Paul's doing the research. Paul's doing research, but what was your yeah. thoughts on the opener tonight, Chip? I thought it was a good match, and you know me. I'm not a big fan of big guy versus little guy, but right. I thought these guys worked well together, um, kept me entertained, mm-hmm. obviously kept the crowd entertained. crowd was excited for it towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, maybe, maybe one or two too many false finishes, but hey. I mean, if we're getting nitpicky there, I, I, I thought to open the show um, with a match that I traditionally wouldn't be interested in, it got me hooked. 
I enjoyed it. So, uh, and, and it kept the feud going. It, that's one thing I, I've always harped on AEW is storytelling. So I think we're getting a little storytelling with these three. So, mm-hmm. hey, keep it going, keep it going. So, yep. yeah, I, I like the way they did it. Well played. Yeah. Uh, by the way, at All Out, Christian defeated Jungle Boy in a match that went 33 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was something like that. So commentary was wrong. <laughs> Unless they're counting that as not officially splitting, but I mean, Luchasaurus helped Jungle Boy or helped Christian win that by attacking Jungle Boy. Yeah, that's right. He attacked him on the stage. Now I remember. And yeah. Got, yeah, got in the ring. And, uh, that's why he's got the tape on his back still. Hit the, hit the uh, kill switch. Spear and then a quit kill switch and yeah. took the victory. Maybe they were talking about Dynamite and Rampage only. Uh, maybe. <laughs> so after our opening segment, we head backstage to Shep's favorite, Stokely Hathaway, who reveals that he has purchased the Street Profits contract, and Matt Hardy says he will fight for their contracts. Paige insists they fight for themselves, so he will face Isaiah Kennedy for them. But if Paige wins, they will own Hardy's contract as well. I like Ethan Page on my TV. Uh, I wish he gets more. I wish he would get more TV time. Um, but besides that, I don't care about this story. I'm sorry. It just does just doing nothing for me. We've been there, done that with the Hardy Party or whatever they call them, and I, I just, I, I don't care. Private Party was awesome in 2019, and I just don't care about him anymore. I'm over a depressed Matt Hardy. That too. Yes. Yes. Too. I mean, look, I know. I know this isn't how he visioned his last AEW run. run. Yeah, especially his last run. Um, obviously, uh, Jeff put a little uh, detour in that one, but uh, yeah, I just I can't get involved in this. I, I hate Stokely. God, I can't stand that guy. Um, Ethan, uh, Page, Ethan Page, I think, is good. I don't like him with Stokely. Um, uh, right. I think Ethan Page could be great. He doesn't need a help as a mouthpiece. He's great on the mic. Yeah, I don't when I say great. I think he could be a great um, TBS champion around yeah. that. Maybe maybe get a a main main event tickle here or there, but TNT I, Shep TNT. I said TBS, didn't I? <laughs> yes, I, I think he'd be a good All Atlantic eventually. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. He. Uh, or, or going back to the segment, and, and we were talking about Matt Hardy. Yeah, the Jeff thing, unfortunately, took a detour. But really, since Matt Hardy entered AEW, nothing's really gone right for him. I mean, he debuted on the pandemic. first pandemic show. You know, should have got a huge pop with the crowd. And then so the broken character never went over because there was no crowd. Then he got hurt against Sammy at All Out, which was just terrifying. Um, and then after that, it's been like trying different character changes and just – I, it just hasn't hasn't fit. I don't know. The only way that they can do anything is they continue with the depressed Matt, which obviously they're going to, and that leads to him becoming broken Matt Hardy again. You can give it one more try, I guess, especially if, if Jeff can come back. But if he, uh, if he can come back as Brother Nero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have mean, Brother have Nero him. show up and then try to pull broken Matt out of him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Worth a try, I guess. Yeah. We head to the ring for everybody's favorite faction, the Factory, with uh, QT Marshall 
uh, mocking the name of the newest tag team, Ward Joe. He's quickly cut off as the TNT champion makes his way to the ring. He and Nick Camarado try to attack their opponents before the bell, but that doesn't work out. And Samoa Joe throws hands to Marshall in the corner, looks for a muscle buster, but Camarado makes the save and gets beaten up as well. Marshall tries to hit him with a splash, but the veteran simply sidesteps him. Uh, at the end of the match, Ward Joe wins, which we knew was going to happen. Um, Joe came in and to hold the mat, allowing Wardlow to hit a huge senton while Joe locks in the Kakina clutch. So funny you said you you said QT Marshall, which is a uh, to me a Jim Cornette reference because that's who makes fun of him that way. If you looked behind on, on the camera side, there was a guy about six seven rows up wearing a Jim Cornette t-shirt and Brad's <laughs> face on it, which I think I, I noticed it. But if you noticed, I think the last two matches, either that guy was removed or they made him change his shirt because all of a sudden Jim Cornette's face was gone. Interesting. Was gone. And I, I, I was watching, especially in the main event, and I'm like, okay, is the guy gone? Did they remove him or did they make him change his shirt? And towards the end, I think they made him change his shirt. Because there was a guy with the black shirt on. So maybe he made him turn it inside out. Which I know WWE used to do all that stuff. You had right. a shirt to sign. They, 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 you know, we've never heard that in AEW, but no. Like the first half of the show, I'm like, oh, there's a Cornette shirt, whatever. You know, Cornette's very, very critical on AEW, gives very little praise, but very critical. And I'm thinking, this guy's, this guy paid premium money to have, you know, a premium seat and he's wearing a Jim Cornette shirt. So, if you notice that towards the end, that guy's gone or he changed his shirt. Interesting. Uh, and and, and you know, I wonder if Cornette will catch wind of that and, and talk about that on one of his pods coming he up. He loves to do it. Uh-huh. Um, him and Soraya went back back and forth at it today. Oh, did they, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to get on Twitter and look yeah, at that. Yeah, she, she made a comment about it, and, you know, he quoted Ate the it up. And yeah. next thing you know, there's likes yeah. and comments, and they're darn near trending, so – you know, QT. I don't. I. I don't care for him on screen. I think he's pretty valuable to the company, though. It sounds like he's one of Tony's right hand guys. Uh, there was a report from Fightful that said he's kind of moved up to one of Tony, along with Shivani and a few others. He's kind of a guy Tony leans on. So he he was a head trainer to start his. Deal. Yeah, and, and he and and Cody Rhodes still have the uh, Nightmare Factory. They just opened up a new gym somewhere in Georgia. So yeah. Uh, but besides Colts, that, besides that, uh, match was fine. I mean, it was whatever squash. Eh, typical well, squash. Crazy. Yeah, if the factory is involved, it's a squash. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just. I think the only way it's not a squash is if the factory was taking on Fuego del Sol and Marco Stunt. There we go. I'll bring Marco back into it for you, Tanner. Please don't. Why? Why? <laughs> just because I can. So bad. All right. Uh, hey, you know what? Marco had more wins than the Denver Broncos currently do. So, wow. <laughs> wow. Post match, the embassy make their way out, and Prince Nana says he's disappointed in Ward Joe for sticking their noses in their business. Cage then repeats that message, and he says, if he hasn't said FTR all day, but 
then they appear. Um, my favorite part of this, go ahead. Can we start calling FTRs pop and FTR pop? I know we always refer to it as Road Warrior pop, but every week they get a huge pop. So I think they, I think that needs to be a term used in wrestling now. I'm good for it with the FTR pop. We'll make it start right here on KOP. So when it there takes we off, we'll get credit for it. On <laughs> dynamite, though. What's up? Can we get him to wrestle on Dynamite? Oh, God. When's the last time we've seen him together. together in a two-on-two tag match? Yep. Pre-all-out. Pre-trios. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, but then uh, they say that, you know, these guys have worked hard. They can't ask them to be in a match on Friday night. And they say, oh, by the way, what time does Rampage start? And, you know, they, they count to 10 which is you know kind of cool because uh then sean spears comes out and he's now the perfect 10 sean spears i think it's good i like the repackage um, yeah he needed something we hadn't seen him on tv for a while so it's you know it's always nice to bring somebody back and either if they were a heel and change him to baby face or if they're a baby change him to heel i mean his chairman given was kind of cool it had his moments and with the pinnacle and everything, uh, I know he took time to be with his uh, wife, Cassie Lee. They're expecting a child if they haven't had it already. Um, but no, I liked it. You know, big pop from the crowd. Interesting play with the pinnacle. They even brought up the pinnacle. And they brought the name up. I wish the camera focused on him and Warlow a little more. I mean, you could see it, but they were zoomed out their embrace because that was kind of, they kind of stared at each other for a little bit and then embrace. So pinnacle's all back together except one member. And they're all baby faces, mm -hmm. which so. if you think back, we said that was one way you could tear the pinnacle apart is have everybody but MJF turn baby face. Here we are. Yeah. KOP yeah. calls it right again. Oh, that, that was cool. That's, that's one thing. This show uh, had a lot of things that would only happen in Canada happen like that. Yeah. Renee's yeah. debut, even Ethan Page being on, he'll be on Renee Page, Canadian. I mean. Tony mm -hmm. did it right with that in that aspect. Absolutely. All right. Up next, we got Swerve Strickland taking on Billy Gunn. I was not too sure how I felt about this match when oh, they I was looking it. forward to it. I was looking forward to it. Uh, I, I was, but, you know, I, I sat through three hours of television for five-minute segment Monday night. That's so. your own damn fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks, Tanner. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, Billy Gunn definitely looks better than the other guys he was with 25 uh, years Bill ago. Billy can still work. He throws the best work working punches. I, I've yes. always loved watching his punches, and yeah, he's in phenomenal shape. He can still go. I was surprised by his record, though. I can't believe how many matches he's had in AEW in three years. Yeah, fifty plus. Yeah. So much for uh, he's leaving us to go work for a pissant t-shirt company, huh? Right, right. <laughs> he's just working with office equipment. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what they said or something like that? I uh, watched yes. Wow. Yes. Um, Corey Graves made that comment. Corey Graves, Corey yeah. Graves the other guy's doing something with office equipment right. these days. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's the only acknowledgement we're going to get? Okay. It would have been interesting if he did partake in that, though, because I think the crowd would have gone nuts. Yeah. Well, daddy it, ass it, chant. In my opinion, we kind of got shades of uh, DX Billy Gunn tonight 
with the the pole in the back of the pants down, the green tights. Um, so yeah, but uh, overall, it was a pretty interesting match. Uh, at the end, um, Strickland grabs the ropes to help mm-hmm. get the three count, even though Billy was three fourths of the way under the ropes when I looked at it. I was very very confused by that but i like uh, how swerve did that though it wasn't just a hand on the ropes i mean he put his whole arm and hooked it and it was just it was yeah. just unique he's he's so good as a heel i still think i'm telling you within the next two years i think he's a world champ in the company he's he's been that good for him all right but i will say uh i will take more billy gun on uh dynamite he doesn't oh, have yeah. to always I mean, wrestle on Rampage and He dark. is so over. Right, he's just so over. It's it's incredible. Near 2022. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of hoping for uh, a, a Scissor Me chant Monday, but I didn't get it, so I'll, I'll live with it. <laughs> he's in great shape, but, man, was he breathing hard three minutes. He, oh, he was. I, I don't know how his endurance is, but. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. He can still do the sit-ups. He can still do the push-ups. He can still, you know, work out. But there's a difference when you're going, you know, 10 minutes with Swerve Strickland. Yeah, they might want... Well, me harping on somebody's cardio. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's only one of us who probably has good cardio in this group. And, Chef, it's not you or me. Not me either, so... (laughs) The little guy. Yeah, trust me. The little guy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, after the match, the acclaimed and, uh, the acclaimed come to the ring to check on belly gun because his leg was kind of messed up during the match. Uh, then everybody's favorite self-proclaimed lawyer, Mark Sterling appears with Tony niece. I like Sterling. I could care less about knees. Exactly. They have a, sorry, not to interrupt, but you notice he was wearing a Josh Woods uh, t-shirt. Yep. Which, this is funny. I always notice that wrestling guys are professional wrestlers wear their own t-shirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's just their thing. Um, the other thing I'm a fan of is, is dirt racing. Okay. Mm-hmm. We talked mm-hmm. about it before Tanner. If you go to a dirt racing, uh, if you go to a dirt race, every driver's wearing a, a race shirt, but it's somebody else. Like they make fun of you if you wear your own shirt in dirt racing. So I thought it was odd or coincidental. I don't know that, he was wearing another wrestler's shirt. I think it was a half and half, Shep. I think it had Woods on one side and Nice on the other side. Yeah, I thought it was I all think, I think so. Um, but, yeah. If, if not, that's interesting. If it was, because yeah. usually they are wearing their merch to but, promote it so they, can get, so they can get the money, he says. Yeah. Danhausen says. The monies. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. All right, Paul. There's, there's <laughs> one of my rabbit holes for the night. No. No, we, you're we fine, Shep. You're fine. Uh, so Sterling appears with Tony Nice. They have a document sent to them from the greatest state of the world or the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. Way to get cheap heat. Mm-hmm. And Sterling now owns the term scissor me, which means the team can't do the action, say the words, and money from their T-shirts goes to him. He says if they do any of their normal stuff, he will sue them so hard they will be stuck in court and they will have to forfeit their titles. Sterling is willing to work with them if they have an offer, but until then, he says, scissor me, daddy niece. Yeah, I don't like it. It'll be short-lived. I mean, the crowd's going to do it anyways, and that's what they expect. It'll be short-lived. 
there'll be some clause where they'll win a match and get it back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. kind of like Wardlow versus security. Yeah, yeah, we'll see a what a claim versus Woods and Nice. Yep. On a, a quick, rampage, on a rampage, quick five six minute match to mm-hmm. to get it back. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the the wrap down to the ring will be longer than the match. Yep. His wrap was good tonight. His, his rap was. was good tonight. It was good. I think his raps are getting better weekly. Yeah, he, he he's are. he's been hitting on them pretty pretty good. He, at first, when he started it, like when they they claimed it came a thing, I'm like, who is this guy? Like John yeah. Cena wannabe, but then he's he's pretty. That's skilled exactly now. what I thought. And then he's he's not, got- he got in trouble about halfway through his little run. He got a little yeah. Hurt. The Julia Hart comment against yeah. the against the RC Blas. He might have taken a step a little too far, but and, and you know he made a couple of good ones tonight. But mm-hmm. he, he, I like that he keeps it uh, up to date, whether yep. it's it wrestling, politics, yep. whatever's going on, in, in in our pop culture nowadays. I like that he mm-hmm. keeps it fresh. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's not the same thing, and it's, you don't find even similar phrases anymore. Okay. There were some pretty close ones, but now he's, you know, developed it enough that nothing sounds the same apart from the beat behind him. They're stupid over too. They get a huge pop every week. Their their merch is selling better than anybody's on shopaw.com. So kudos kudos to those guys. So yeah. so where does FTR come in? I mean, I know eventually our whole let me rephrase this. The goal, not our goal, their goal, is to hold the AEW championship mm-hmm. three. So they have the major four championships in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. But you can't have the two biggest over faces in the company, FTR versus the claim. But maybe you can. Maybe you maybe you do that, but how do you how do you transition these belts? To FTR because eventually they gotta have them right. If they you can know, heat up another, if you can heat up another tag team, which I don't know who that is off the top of my head, to a certain spot, then you can do a triple threat. But I don't know who that is. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't know. FTR and Aussie Open had a bang. Oh my god! Over oh my England. god! Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. those guys beat the tar out of each other. That's probably being nice. Well, and and back to your FTR point. Eventually, we got to get them in the Bucks three, but God, who knows when the Bucks and, and Kenny are going to be back? I mean, we're hoping soon. Six months. You know, you know, Matt Jackson said, "See you guys soon" on Instagram last week, so that got a lot of people speculating it might be tonight. But I think until the legal stuff gets handled, we're not going to see them. Six months. We'll see yeah. BTE before we see them. Although uh, one of the dirty guys. Uh, a steel put on a video on Twitter today, which is counts private. So he's got to follow you for you to see it. Um, and it was an old blues brother song freedom. Hmm. So that was about, I don't know, an hour before dynamite started tonight. So I felt like maybe they just finally said, Hey, look, we're done with you. Here's a check. Yeah. Yeah. Right off into the sunset, but he's a lot easier to get rid of than the other four that are yep. involved. So, yep, yep, yep. That's yeah. Me- sure. uh, Wrestling Inc. did an exclusive interview. I think it was Nick Hausman actually who did it, who was the one to ask Punk a question. What it wasn't even trying to ask him the question that Punk went off on. He interviewed Dave Meltzer, and uh, Meltzer talked a lot about it. And Meltzer, 
said kind of what he knows, but he said, I, you know, I don't even know really what's going on. So everybody's just speculating right now. Nobody knows. Do you think the longer this draws out, they settle, calmer heads prevail, and then they get together and say, we can make a lot of money off of this. I think they should from a business standpoint, but if you know anything about punk, punk's pretty stubborn guy, so... Yeah, but if we could get a punk Omega into this, or yeah, I don't know. I, if, if this this Ace Steel or whatever his name was gone, get get somebody uh, to tag with Punk yeah. against the Bucks. I, I think they can make some money off of this, make some T-shirt sales. Well, heck, they could go. They could go Punk FTR against the Elite Trios. I know go. we want. I know we want FTR together, but I mean, they, the Punk's their buddies, so. Yeah, yeah. Now, it, it, I also wonder how much, how differently this would play out if Punk didn't tear his tricep and wasn't out eight months. Yeah, he's he's you know because he's out no matter what. Yeah, he's it or not, he's, he's he's off TV till God knows when. We got we got another what seven months before they yeah. think about it. So so I wonder if he didn't get hurt if this plays out any different than it is right now. I don't know. Well, I've seen, and you guys dig deeper into the dirt sheets than I do. Uh, I've seen something somewhere today that said uh, TK was in an interview and kind of brought up the fact that Punk has an office job. Yeah, he let that slip with Adrian. um, I always butcher the guy's last name. It starts with an H. Uh, He's an MMA and pro wrestling media guy. Um, Why do yeah, that might be it. The H starts with an H. Yeah, I like Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. He interviewed TK last week. Yeah, and, uh, had Punk on a couple weeks ago. Him and Punk are awesome together. Or I'm and, sorry, MJF. And, and I think this was yeah. the interview. If not, it was another Ariel. one because TK about did Ariel a lot of Ariel, right. Yeah, Ariel, not Adrian. My bad. Okay, Ariel. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it might have been this interview, or if not, it was a different one because TK's done a lot of media lately, pumping up a few shows, and he let it slip. That punk had an office job. Yeah. So that might that might be why that might be why this is taking a while too. What kind of office job could you put punk at? I'm guessing it's kind of like an EVP job, but not an EVP job. Maybe he took some of the roles that Cody had. Is he managing a target that TK owns somewhere? <laughs> hey. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Jacksonville. Jag Jacksonville. TK went out and bought three or four targets and said, Punk, you're in charge. <laughs> TK's got the money. That's the bad part. He'd do it, too. Yeah. Uh, as right. long as, I mean, I, I've even heard, and I know people were just poking fun at it at this point. Maybe it's with the Jags. I don't know. Can you just can you just be in a wheeling down target? CM Punk to Home Goods, aisle eight. CM <laughs> Punk to Home Goods. It'd be Phil Brooks. Oh yeah, Phil, Phil Brooks the linen. Phil Brooks the linens. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Hey, while I'm here, can you sign this towel for me? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be I'd be walking down the with my cart in here, then I'd I'd piss myself. I'd laugh so hard. That'd be great. That'd be great. He'll buy he'll buy all the ice cream bars. So, <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, he'll buy everybody some ice cream. <laughs> all right, uh, back to the show. What we do. Um, this is what we do. 
Yes. So after the uh, scissor me daddy niece happens, we go backstage where MJF is interviewed and uh, Stokely interrupts. So we get Stokely in two nights or twice in one night. Excuse me. MJF doesn't find it funny and he puts him out on timeout. He says strike one was last week when he got involved without being asked. And if he does it again, he will be fired. MJF then says William Regal is as villainous as Mary Poppins. And he doesn't want to be reminded of their dark past. He doesn't know if he was going to shake hands with Wheeler Yuta, but he knows nice guys finish last. He knows the locker room hates him, but people don't have a clue what it's like to be him. Knowing he has to be the bad guy, he says he doesn't like himself either. But that's what it takes to be world champion, and he will do that. This was awesome. MGF is money, money, money. I, I loved all of this. Um he is he turning into a tweener, guys, right now? Yes. Oh, for sure. I like I, it. I mean, he's still an asshole, but yeah, like there's some more to his character since he's returned. Like there's some more layers, and like today, today, I mean, he's explaining why he's an asshole, and I, I like it a lot. So, so two things I get. One, I thought this was going to be the best promo of the show. And then we get we get one from Hangman later on tonight that I thought, man, that was pretty damn good too. Mm-hmm. But I was pumped about MJF's two things. The the history with him and Regal, does that mean is that when Regal passed on him in NXT back in the day? That's and what Regal, I was trying to think. That was the only thing I could come up with. That that's what I think. Like, hey, look, you passed on me at one mm-hmm. point in your career. So I like Don't that come back begging me now. Yeah, I like that reference. And the two, when you say the tweener, there's one guy that was a tweener that became the biggest star in professional wrestling, the Attitude Era, and that's Stone Cold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Stone Cold was a heel yeah, and an asshole, and then he just exploded. Yeah. He did what everybody, every American wanted to do, go yeah. at the boss. Yes. And he did it. So – I can see, and, and MJF can be a great face. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The stuff that comes out of his mouth, he can make you cheer for him. So, and he's going to say whatever is on his mind, which Stone Cold made millions doing. So, yeah, I, I loved it. I yeah, love I mean, that right now. He is on pace to become AEW's highest paid guy in 2024. Oh, when his contract's far. up. I mean, as long as I mean, we know TK's got the funding. That's right, the right. Um, and I know he's going to play this bidding war to twenty twenty, mm-hmm. which is great. He's going to sell merch. He's probably going to sell merch. Mm-hmm. He's going to he's going to sell tickets. Now, if for some reason Triple H decides to call father in law and say, "Give me the checkbook," okay. I mean, God, could you see could you see MJF making a four or five year run in the WWE and then coming home to AEW and just say, hey, look, guys, I took the money. You know? Yeah. Screw never, you. Never never say never. I mean, he he's only what, twenty four? Five? Twenty four, twenty five? I think it's twenty five or twenty six. Okay. So he, he literally could go away for five years and come back and explode in yep. his thirties. Yep. So the the his tagline generational talent is about yep. as spot on as you can be. 
Well, in in last week's Shep, I know you you weren't on the podcast. Paul and I were talking about him against Wheeler Utah last week, and you know I was I said it's good to see him back in the ring first time since a double or nothing. And, you know, we can count usually on one hand, maybe barely two, how many matches per year we get of MJF on TV. But he always makes them count. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a, it was a great match last week. And I yeah. love the way they finished it. I love the handshake. And then yeah. uh, purple-haired dude came out of nowhere. I'm like, who's this guy? Oh, the Lee Moriarty. Yeah, Lee yeah, Moriarty. He's got green, green hair now. I don't know. I had enough medication in me last week. That Rainbow. <laughs> I could have called different colors. I don't know. It's, we were talking of age. I know Paul knows this from last week's episode. Shep, do you, did you realize Sammy Guevara is 29 years old? I thought he was like 25. Wow. I didn't realize <laughs> Because we were talking about last week, of course, we didn't know what we know now about him and Andrade. And we were saying that Sammy needs to grow up, which maybe he still does need to grow up. And I'm like, dude, you're almost 30. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Did, any, did you watch his vlog this week? That just I came actually, out. I, I have not watched it yet. Uh, I have not either. So it's clickbait. Of course, it is every week. Yeah, that's that's the uh, title to his 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 vlog. What happened at backstage? Yeah, you watch twenty minutes of Sammy stuff, and then the last four minutes he's sitting on a balcony in Brazil, saying, "Look, I'm not going to talk about negativity." Blah 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 blah. Um, so he he didn't address the thing. Um, yep. I saw Flair came out and said, you don't want to mess with Manny, which is Andrade's name. Uh, like, you don't want to mess with that dude. Mm. I saw where he came from. I saw where he grew up from. You don't want to mess with him. So, J- Jimmy Van today, uh, he and uh, Sean Rossap were actually live together because Sean was in Toronto. They always do the Listen Your Boy show live at 4 o'clock on Wednesdays. And he was asked by a fan about Andrade and – SRS pretty much said, I'm not going to cover it more than it's already been covered. Because they were asking him, is he trying to get fired? He pretty much said, I'm not going to yes. say anything more to that. So. I mean. I think Dragon's on the wall. I think he want, he wants out of the company. Yeah. He, he wants I mean, to go back home. One of, one of my favorite matches from NXT was a Drade and, and Gargano. I know. Yeah. Those guys tore the flipping arena mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And if, if that's where he feels more comfortable, that's where he feels more comfortable. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's a heck of a performer. So his wife's there. Um, his father-in-law has ties there. He could have, could be brought brought back anytime. Um, so whatever. Yep. Yeah. And I don't like I don't like him. He's with the attorneys and this and that. He's with a faction. Now him and you know he's. He's with Roosh. Uh, Roosh is doing just fine. Yeah, I mean, those two guys, those guys could be a killer tag team. Mm. Or, um, I don't know, I, I almost feel like he's doesn't need to be in a faction. Everybody has to be a faction. Hey, I know. <laughs> Let's get away yep. from that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Up next, we got John Moxley. Moxley says it's good to be back in Toronto. He talks about how different – People have tried to take his title over the years. Being world champion isn't as easy as you have a target. People want something from you always. You live in pain, and lots of guys get to that point, and they crumble and self-destruct, some faster than others. He says a champion doesn't have the luxury of doubt, 
as it's a dirty job and you need to be ruthless. And he loves this job. Uh, we get Hangman out there next. And this is great from Hangman, in my opinion. Uh, he makes his way down, asks for the microphone, which the champion provides. Paige tells him whatever he has to say about him. He wants Moxley to say it to his face, but he thinks he said it all last week. Paige said he'd be lying if he didn't say that what Mox said last week meant the world to him because he has watched him and has come to respect him in and out of the ring. Paige puts over Moxley as champion, a father, and a husband. MJF is then shown watching them. I think MJF got uh, to this segment a little late. Uh, have to go from backstage to up top. I did see a lot of people on Twitter were, were happy that he came out because they thought it no. overshadowed the segment a little bit. And, and and to go earlier to our conversation about him being a tweener, all you got to do is watch the crowd's reaction. They start chanting MJF right away mm-hmm. when he was up there. So he kind of did overtake the segment for a little bit, but I thought these two guys did a great job of bringing the focus back on him. Yeah. Uh, Paige says Moxley shattered the illusions he had when he called him a kid, and Moxley admits that is exactly what he thinks about him. He doesn't think Paige is the same guy that knocked him off a ladder, and if he gets the shot to take him out, he doesn't think Paige has it in him to pull that trigger. Paige admits he might not be the same guy. He hesitated in May, and it cost him the title. He went for the trios championship and he failed. Then week after week, they seemingly disappeared. His old friends have done gone. Page is left with nothing and he is angry. He can't sleep. He's depressed and the medicine isn't working, but he's still there because he is a man. He's a father and a husband. He's been beaten till he turned or been choked till he turns blue and then beaten in that same face. But he keeps coming back because he's a man as he punches himself in the head repeatedly. I thought he was going to give himself a black eye there for a minute. I think he did. It reminded me of you guys. I think it was like 09 TNA Flair and Foley, a promo, and they bust each other open themselves the hard way. Yeah. That's that's what it reminded me of when they're just hitting each other. (laughs) Yeah. I I think. Yeah, color. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think he thought he got more than he did, too, from the way he kept. Well, he swelled up pretty it. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Paige says he knows what he has to do, and he doesn't care if Moxley has family in the crowd. He will do whatever it takes to get that title back. He says he will be the next AEW world champion. And unlike MJF, he wanted to tell Mox that face to face, and he shoulders him on the way out. This was a good segment from I think I think it was the strongest of Hangman's um, career, at least in AEW, on the mic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. It felt like real, real. Yeah, it felt like raw emotion. Yeah. Yep. Well, the guy probably has some pent up. I mean, he's got drugged through the mud by CM Punk a couple times the last last few months, so he's he's probably ready to unleash some emotion. But it's going to be an awesome match next Tuesday night. Moxley's hometown of Cincinnati. Don't see Mox losing, but it's still gonna be fun. Yeah. Does MJF get involved? I want to. I want to get your guys' predictions. No, I don't, th- I don't think so. But I think okay. we we get I the think he uh, makes his presence known. Yep. Yep. He'll oh, he'll make his presence known, and then I think we get the main event of full gear, Mox and, and MJF. All right. And that's, that's where I'm putting the title on my on the line. I don't know if it's against one of you, both of you. I really don't care. Um, 
Well, just know it doesn't matter because just like MJF, I've got my poker chip. <laughs> There's that stupid chip you brought out again last week. Yep. I, I got my chip now, Shep, so you can challenge him and I'll just hold on to my chip. I don't lose at anything I do. You want you wanna wow. you want to predict wrestling? You want to cook chili? What do you want to do? <laughs> um, decorate a chili booth. How about that? I had lights. I had lights this year. Hey, I told you guys earlier I'm bringing shots tonight, so be prepared. What are we having? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, we're not talking about those shots. Those no, not those type of shots. We're, we're talking uh, MJF da- shots. Dax, Dax would be disappointed. I know. <laughs> yes, he would. I just wish I liked tequila as much as that dude. I know. I, I did drink tequila like like orange juice on a more on Sunday morning. Tequila is coffee and his occasional wine on yeah. his Twitter. I like I like a good red wine, but I'm like that guy drinks tequila and it looks like it's refreshing, and I drink I tequila and I look like, Ugh. yeah, I'm trying to keep it in yeah. <laughs> most of the times than not. Yeah, yeah. Um, every, you know, you're every once in a while. <laughs> Terramana, there you go, Dwayne Rock. Yeah. Uh, up next, we get Jericho versus Danielson for the ROH World Championship match. Not gonna lie, I kind of felt like I knew the in- outcome, which turned out to be accurate, but the end of the match is what got me, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Jericho tries to shake Danielson's hand, but the challenger kicks it away, and the two men then begin chopping each other as they then show more aggression. Um, we got the LaBelle lock, the walls of Jericho, uh, Jericho being put in the walls of Jericho by Danielson, which that just seems overdone. I think like every time anybody takes on Jericho in a big field match, they always try to lock the walls in on him. And everybody seems so shocked by it. And it's like, uh, it, it's overdone at this point. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the challenger rolls out, starts throwing strikes at Jericho before he puts the, before he puts in the lion tamer himself, which is what I was just talking about, placing pressure on the back of the champion. Jericho gets out and immediately is hit with a roundhouse kick to the head. And then it's time for the hammer and anvil elbow strikes. Jericho catches one, reverses it into a fireman's carry, providing some distance between them as he follows it up with a kick. But he then misses with the lion salt. Danielson doesn't miss with the leaping knee, though, and he follows it with a second. The American Dragon goes to the well too many times, though, and on the third attempt, he is caught with a code breaker in midair, leading to a near fall. Uh, then Danielson gets shoved into uh, the referee. Of course, we haven't seen this in a few weeks, so it was time for a ref knockout. And Daddy Magic then hands the ROH World Championship to Jericho. But Daniel Garcia runs down and pulls it away from him. I was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. And then Garcia blasts Danielson with his own title, allowing the champion to retain. I, the way they kept talking about Garcia, I knew he wasn't fully out of the JAS. Um, but I thought we were going to drag this on at least a, a couple more weeks. I thought we we would get a... Garcia Jericho match. Um, I thought this was a well played for Danielson because obviously looking in this, if you go to the age bracket, 
Danielson should win this match type deal. You know, Jericho's going to need help in his 50s, and he got it. Um, so Jericho keeps the title, but Danielson doesn't get hurt. So I think this was perfectly done. Yeah. Right. I saw a lot of people on Twitter complain about all Danielson does is take L's in AEW. I'm like, he doesn't take clean L's, though. Yeah. And there's a difference. There's, there's a difference. A so, no, I, I thought, I thought too, I thought maybe we're going to get Jericho Garcia full gear, but then I kept thinking, I think they need to keep the ROH title on Jericho for a while to try to build up some credibility with the new ROH brand, especially yep. if they're trying to get a TV or streaming deal or whatever it may be. So, I liked what happened tonight. I mean, you know, all of us, I think, want to like a babyface Garcia, but I think it's really good for the story that he went back heel. Now you can have a some more match with him and him and, and Danielson. That was that was well done. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Jericho and Garcia hug as Yuta, Claudio, and Regal come to help Danielson. No brass knucks this week. I was a little disappointed. I was hoping those were going to become a regular again. Yep. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll come maybe. out. So, maybe, maybe Mox will break them out. <laughs> Never know. We then ha- head backstage to Renee Parquet again, who I think now is like the has the third most backstage segments out of anybody in the company. Um, she's shown with Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose as she claims to be the TBS champion. And Mar- and Mariah Shafir, right? Yes, the uh, the the vixens, vicious mm-hmm. vixens. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna JAS appears and challenges her to a title match, despite not being the real champion. And Rose accepts. I thought um, Nyla was hilarious during this yeah. promo. She she's always funny. She's entertaining. I don't care for Anna J. I'm sorry. I no. I, I did a one timer character and. Her cadence when she talks, not there for me. No, she's trying to be too much like Ty, in my opinion. And she just needs to go back to being the Anna J oh. who kicked Stu and threw him over things. And how many times are we going to see her go for the TBS title? It's like every other week, and she loses. Yeah. And, and who's supposed to be the face in this feud, Nyla or Jade Cargill? Yes. It's got to be Jade. It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's... You put you put you put all your ducks behind Jade, so it's got to be her. Mm-hmm. And and when Nyla came on the scene two years ago, when AEW was you know fresh and they pushed her, she was great. But yeah. I got nothing. I, she I, does. I, she doesn't need a mouthpiece though. That's the thing with Vicky Graham. Put Vicky with somebody else. Nyla's fine. She doesn't need a mouthpiece. Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of like it though because Vicky doesn't have to talk. That's if we can point. get a segment without Vicky talking, she can be in it. That's fine. I, I don't care. Just don't. I, I don't want to. Excuse me. Yeah, little ear piercing. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a little oddball. Yep. Hey, I tried my best to be Vicky. I, I failed miserably. Yeah. Come, come I'll, out I'll through the headphones that. here. Yeah. Good. I wanted to. Make you deaf. Yeah. Uh, up next, we get Jamie Hader and Britt Baker versus Tony Storm in a Hakira Shida. 
How many times are we going to see this? Well, not only that, what was it, five minutes? I mean, yeah, the women didn't get a lot of run tonight. And, and no. I thought the match was pretty good. I, yeah, for the for time, I thought it was entertaining. And I was yeah. I was once again surprised they had Britt get pinned clean. I mean, how many times yeah. are we going to see that? But uh, I don't. But know. it makes sense. Tony Storm, um, Sheeta next week for the for the interim title. That makes sense. Yep, and that's what it was doing was setting it yep. up. That's why Sheeta got the pin and got it over Baker. Um, I don't think they want Hater to take a whole bunch of L's right now. I'm starting to agree with you there. Yep. I think there's something coming big for Hater. Um, based over. off of crowd wants oh, it. Yeah, crowd wants it. Over. Yeah, we all want it. Not just the crowd. Jeez, Tanner. Well, I, I know it's too. This is the first. Aren't time you part of the crowd? No. <laughs> up with some titles that obviously were outside the company, which you know AEW is really, really friendly about. Um, mm-hmm. I had no idea that she had won these titles back over in Japan or wherever. I knew so, she had the one, but I didn't. The second one kind of threw me off. Yeah, one was an individual title, and the other one's a tag title. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who she's with, but it's good to get her some experience being a champion. Maybe that's what they're wanting a little bit, and then yeah. Uh, I, I I enjoy that aspect of AEW where they let these outside titles come in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sheeta and Storm pick up the victory. Uh, again, I like this, and I'm looking forward to uh, Hater's ultimate turn. I'm just going to call it that. Mm-hmm. And it's now finally time for the main event. This should the- not have been a main event. Oh, Danielson, Danielson, Jericho should have been a main event. I, uh, no, hold on, hold on. Before we get into it, are you saying it because of their names, or because no. of where the match went? No, before for tonight, I thought that should have been. I thought that was going to be the main event. Should have been the main event because I, because of their names, not the performance. Right, because of their names, okay. and and I thought their match was really good. Now I thought the main event match was fine, but. With that being the main event, you knew what the result was going to be. The only intrigue I had was, were we possibly going to get the Elite coming back to cost pack the title to set up a feud with Death Triangle for the trios, but we didn't get that. So, I don't know. I just thought it was... I mean, I sent you guys a text before the show started. That was my bold prediction tonight was Orange was walking away with the titles. Yeah, and and notice, Shep, I tried to get him to put the title on the line. Yeah, somebody wimped out. Full He's gear. too scared. He's too scared. And then we'll go Wednesday not knowing a full card. We'll know like half the card. And you'll be like, eh, maybe we just wait. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember Paul. Hell, Paul put the title up on a Ring of Honor show. We had a Forbidden Door show. Paul was a pretty good fighting champion there, Tanner. Yep. Yep, I uh I'm trying to think. You're trying to you're just trying to just no, I'm trying, he's I'm trying to hold it as long as he can because every time he wins it, he loses it at the following pay-per-view <laughs> and he knows it. So he doesn't want to defend uh, it before that. Go on go on with your main event read. I got nothing. <laughs> exactly. Remember, Shep, I tried to put this on I was defending and I said, you know what? I'll put it on the line for a baseball game. And he denied me. And he would have won the belt. Yeah. <laughs> Not how I wanted to win it. 
But all right. Uh, main event is the All Atlantic Championship match. Uh, Pack defending against Orange Cassidy. This was a, in my opinion, this was a pretty solid match. Um, we saw the brutalizer locked in a couple different times. Uh, Pack got busted open on the ear, or in the ear, or around the ear, or something at some point. How about that Falcon Arrow on the outside of the ring? Oh, Good my God, Lord, yeah. Man, the dude was, these guys were on fire tonight. Um, Pack went for the hammer earlier, gets caught by the ref, so he has to put it back. Goes for it a second time, but this time, Danhausen stops him. Yes. <laughs> Cursed him, so there again, the curse from Danhausen, back in full swing. It worked this time. Um, Cassidy connects with multiple orange punches throughout this thing takes two to finally put pack down and orange Cassidy gets the win and becomes the new all Atlantic champion. Congratulations to Cassidy. I thought this match was well done. Um, hard hitting a lot of action. The, uh, I know that it was unexpected. The, the, the blood from Pac's ears, but we've seen Pac's ears over the last, what six seven years even with WWE? I mean, they're cauliflower to heck. Yeah. So when that stuff gets hit the wrong way, they're gonna pop. Kind of a un- it was a nice addition. I know it was unexpe- unexpected, but yeah, nice addition. Mm-hmm. I love the Danhausen. It took him a while to rip all the math <laughs> stuff off his face, but it's Danhausen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that Pac just stood there for all of it was even better. It's like, seriously, what are you going to do? Yeah. The, uh, the couple DDTs that Pac took, man, did he sell those out of his yin Oh God. Yes, way. he did. The Pac way he- sells so well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I was Mr. Pockets. I'm not, you know, I've, I've been pretty critical on pockets in the past. Um, I don't I don't dislike this though, even though I'm not a big fan of him. I don't dislike the way they did this. I thought it was well played. And we'll go we'll go from there. I love one of the best parts of the night. There's there's confetti coming from the turnbuckles and he had the belt held like right here. Like like, <laughs> like not even halfway up. Like and yeah, I got I, got I, I did kind of enjoy that. I marked out, okay. You know, I don't. I'm not a big fan of his glasses and the pockets and all the BS. But he held the belt like, eh, I like that. I, I, I'm not a big Orange fan. I've said for a long time his character doesn't need a title because it didn't. But if he had to win a title, I think this is a good one for him to win. Yeah. I'd rather see him win this than the TNT. Um, and I really think this could be a good feud eventually for Ethan Page. I think they brought that up for a reason with the uh, the firm. And mm-hmm. him wanting to go after the All Atlantic, and I think I think that would be a good title for him to go after. Um, yeah, it, I, I did I did laugh when Rimsburg got all uh, muscled up to to pack to stop him with the hammer. I I, I, I cracked up on that. Yeah, I cracked up on that. And, uh, speaking of refs, I meant to mention this a few minutes ago. I forgot. Did you guys notice Aubrey Edwards did not ref or did not officiate Jericho's match tonight? Yeah, and she always does. Yeah, always. Yeah. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was weird. Mm-hmm. 
Where but was she tonight? And I don't think she was uh, on the. Sh- I don't think she was on the show. Billy Gunn. She was Billy on Gunn's show. match. Oh, that's even weird. I didn't even know she was even on the show. So. I, I at least I think it shows her in the picture, but it could be okay. an older picture. So well, I think she was there for the Billy Gunn match. She she was there tonight. Okay. Yeah, well, I that's, saw that's, her. That's really interesting because she always did Jericho's matches, especially his big matches. So uh, I think yeah. maybe after the Billy Gunn match, she went and had some uh, bakery goods and bitched about Target. <laughs> I might have, but uh, Orange Champion uh, got one title off Pack, which is which is fine. He's still Trios champ. So. And I kind of think you know they, I I don't think this was the original plan. Uh, I think the backstage brawl led to this uh, because there was already that you know a little bit of a feud going on between Pack and Orange. Now we want to focus on the trios. Now these guys have the trios. All right, so let's get this all Atlantic off of him. Let's bring that pack Cassidy feud back up. Let's yeah. go ahead, give it to Cassidy. Pack can focus on the trios so that we can make those a thing. I think you're right. I think you're on to something yeah. there. But but right now the number one contender for those trios has got to be the best friend, right? That's what I'm thinking. I mm-hmm. can't even think of another trios that Dark would Order even be up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I know Hangman brought him up. That I, I just, I uh, that that are you that are you go uh, Warlord and FTR, but yeah, you don't want those guys to lose right now, right? Uh, the Hardy Party, I'll call them that again. Oh, for love of God, I said I just listed trios at this point. I said contenders. Yeah, but I've I just thing. listed trios. The ones we can think of suck. The, I mean, that's the thing because the there's no party. House of Black right now. Yeah, yeah the Hardy Party is contended for. Subway five dollar foot long of a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So okay, let's say FTR Spears or FTR yeah. or Spears and Ward Joe. Yeah, but does it really do anything to the titles? To I feel like this is. I feel like those guys are a step above those titles. Right. I want to yeah, be a okay. jerk, but I don't think it. If you put those titles on on FTR and and Warload or FTR and Joe or FTR and Spears or whatever combination you want, I don't feel it elevates their character at the time. No. Put somebody with Sting and Darby. Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to. I don't Who, know. I'm trying to think. I don't know. And we haven't seen Sting and Darby for a little while. Do you have Darby together, join together. the House of Black? Yeah, to turn them. I think they're gonna wait to see what's going on with Buddy and Malachi first. Yeah, I mean, they want they want to go, they want to leave too, be with their brothers. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. But there's, you know, you know, there's a combination of these guys that want to leave. It's all about women. Oh, every single one. You know Lesson they're here. Learned. They're lesson learned, people. <laughs> Noted. Coming from Noted. a married man. Noted. Uh, Coming from a married man, even Shep. Jeez. She's asleep. She don't, she don't <laughs> <laughs> She'll never know. <laughs> solid show, though. Solid show. It was. It was a solid show. Um, but I don't know. Malachi has said he doesn't want to leave. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. That thing. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there because this contract's so long. I don't know. Well, and, and you know, who would have been a good team was. Um, 
um, Undisputed Era, I'm calling them because I don't remember what their Undisputed Elite or whatever. But mm-hmm. Bobby Fish now is the CM Punk version, or he thinks he's the CM Punk of Impact. Kyle O'Reilly is going to be out for like a year. Not sure when Cole's coming back, so that, that went out the wayside. Well, i tell you, that there's, there's a free agent out there that I really enjoy. Um, and the, he's got rumors to go everywhere else but AEW, but boy, Matt Taven. I was going to say it's Matt Taven, isn't it? Yeah. Man, I, I enjoyed his work in, in Ring of Honor, and but now he, he's free and, you know, he's got history in New Japan. They say actually WWE's interested in him. And then they got, you know, Bennett and uh, what's his wife's name? Uh, Maria Canellis. Yeah. I, I could give about that. I know Maria, Maria wants in AEW, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I was more interested in Matt Taven. Yep. I thought Matt Taven was a really good uh, ROH champion. So, mm-hmm. um, really good worker, too. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Thoughts on the show. Let's let the champ go first. Rating. No, I really enjoyed tonight's show. I just had a couple of nitpicks. I, I still wish Jericho and Danielson was the main event. I wish there was another women's match. You honestly could have done had the women's match where the wardrobe match was, and you could have still had a segment with those guys to set up that feud with the uh, Ring of Honor team. I don't know what Cage is called. I don't know what they're calling their team. The Embassy. Yeah, there we go, the Embassy. Um, you could have done an angle with them. You didn't have to have a match. You could have had another women's match. I didn't think the women got a lot of time, but I thought they did well with the time they were given. Um, so with all that said, I'll go eight one. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I was ready to all go right. higher for a while tonight and then pulled it back. Uh, right. I, I like the show. Um I thought the I thought the title change in the main event was okay. If you're gonna have a title change, it's gonna be the main event, right? And he's a big baby. A lot of, I mean a lot of the crowd likes him. But um I was I was I was seven point three tonight. All right, all right. Well, I'm gonna like fall perfectly in between you guys and go. That seven, was predictable. Seven. That yeah. was predictable. Paul coming in the middle. <laughs> hey, no, I was actually at seven six, but I I, I didn't want to do the six, so I bumped right. it up a point today. All right. So, uh, it's just there. There was some weird stuff that didn't need to be there. Uh, the the TV. segment just felt I didn't make it through everything so I didn't even know Nyla stole the belt so I was very confused when that happened so I had to go look up what was going on and then that led me to Jade acting like a baby face on Twitter so Mm -hmm. there you go yep it's uh, and the one weird thing tonight too of course they gave you the Rampage matches but nothing for next week's Tuesday night Cincinnati um, Dynamite so I'm guessing on Rampage we'll get that card that's just Unusual. Uh, apart from the uh, world championship match, which we've known about forever. Well, and I take that back because we also got the interim AEW women's match announced for next oh, week. Yeah. And, and MJF, oh, never mind. I'm an idiot. MJF's going to have a talk, and then there's going to be a sit down with Wheeler, Yuta, and uh, is it Mox or Claudio for no. with, Renee, with Renee? I don't know. I didn't catch that. It's Brian Anderson, I think. 
Oh, you're right. Daniel's yeah, yeah. Right in Utah. Yep. So I'm an idiot. Carry on. Well, because we didn't get Excalibur spitting it out in about 30 seconds flat no, this week. No, no, he slowed he was, it down was, a little bit. He was like fast, just normal fast, and he wasn't. Yeah. So he's fast. Yeah. Will, William Regal loves himself, the man in the mask. Yeah, you know, he, he's like a, a cotton candy that he wants to let melt in his mouth. God, he says some weird stuff, but it's funny. But It's, it's like, Regal. All right, it, it, yeah, God. All right. Uh, we'll start with you this time, Shep. Wrestler of the night. Shoo, man, this was this was difficult. Um, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Hangman Page. Because, and I know he didn't wrestle, but man, he blew me away tonight on the mic. Stop stealing my crap, dude. Um, but like I thought this guy for not having to wrestle almost darn near stole the show. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was strong. He he made me, you know, because I, I, I don't think the outcome I think I think the outcome's pretty cut and dry for next week, but but he still made me want to buy a ticket for that show. If that yeah. if that makes sense. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, I'm gonna be in front of my TV next Tuesday night because I want to see that main event. Yeah, I'm actually uh, not going to be home and in a different location, and I'm freaking buying a, a whole nother cable off branch just so that I can watch it where I'm going to be. Free trial. Free trial. Okay, still, still, I got to get new no, stuff. No, I know. You just got to make sure you <laughs> cancel it before the trial goes out, or you're, then, yeah. then you're on the hook. So, yeah, Paul, I'll just charge it to Tanner's card. Um, <laughs> um, well, the the easy one would be to go with Cassidy for picking up the victory here. Figure that's where you're going. Um, I know you figured that's where you were going. Uh, you know, you know go what? In the middle of our rankings. I thought you just go the easy route. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't take Hangman anymore. Uh, so let's do uh, the returning perfect ten, Sean Spears. That's a good one. Uh, Babyface. He's repackaged. He's acknowledging the ten that he hated for so long after leaving WWE. So I'm all for it. I can make a case for Luchasaurus. I can make a case for Orange Cassidy, of course, and even for Sheeta. But I'm going with MJF. The guy just st- steals it every week for me. I mean, it was two it's segments good. this week because he, of course, the promo he killed. But then in the promo of the night with Hangman and Mox, he gets the crowd on his side there too. So mm-hmm. And his facial expressions were pretty good during that, yeah. you know. They're well, talking and he's the, just like when when they panned to him about after Hangman said, My old friends are gone, she's like Yeah. I think like, that's pretty good. Just eating the popcorn as these two are about to yeah. tear each other's heads off. How good how good does these promos have to be for two guys that watch the show from start to finish? And we had some pretty darn good wrestling tonight, okay? Yeah. Not not knocking that, but yeah, two guys picked guys that didn't even work tonight. Yep. Did promos. That's how real that was. Yep. So that's pretty that's pretty big. If you think about yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and MGF always brings on the mic, but like Hangman, I think that's something he's struggled with a lot in the past. And but tonight yeah. I think it was the strongest he's ever been. So. But but tonight it felt real. 
It did. It didn't feel like a promo. Like we, we know MJF can talk. We know Mox can talk. But this guy, he made you bring it in like it's real. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Like it's a shoot, man. I, I'm going to bust myself open. I have. And I, like he, and he's, he's always talked about his mental health. Mm-hmm. I have anxiety. I'm a, uh, he calls himself the what the millennial cowboy. Mm-hmm. Like he's modern day stuff. So for him to say that stuff and then all of a sudden just go off, like you're like, man, this guy's this guy's living his character. He's real. Yeah. Which yeah. that's why I'm a huge Eddie Kingston fan. We've always talked about that. Like he, he went a, he went a step towards Eddie Kingston tonight. Like like I believe this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm on the meds, but they're not working. Yeah, he well, talked to meds about his mental health. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, that's why the guy drank in character. Yeah. You know, he was trying to ease his pain. Now he's which, trying something which, else. Which I thought was very classy that he did not bring drinking up because he's working with Mox. A hundred percent. And you notice he's kind. That's kind of when he stopped his character in general with the drinking was when Moxley went to rehab. Yeah, they kind of they kind of mm-hmm. just got. They were like, all right, we're we're gonna. He doesn't need that anymore. So. Hey, you can respect that. Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. No, the, the, these these two guys are AW through and through, and that's what I can respect about this feud big time. And we haven't yeah, seen and it. I, and we haven't seen it. So right. And I'm really hoping it carries past next Tuesday because I think we could get a great program with these two. Yeah. And and, and hopefully, dip stuff. Stokely involves himself or something, and maybe it extends it with with uh, Hangman. But and now, who who got involved in GCW? I know it was uh, Morrissey, but was was Stokely there too? Stokely, Stokely, was, Stokely there, was there, and and Morrissey showed up, and Morrissey uh, power bombed him. And I, I did hear that Lauderdale or somebody, maybe wasn't Lauderdale, but somebody with GCW said they had no uh, say in how all that went about at the end. So that was an agreement. Which, with Tony. which I can see. Um, Gage cut, cut a promo about, hey, he, he kind of buried AEW, mm-hmm. saying, hey, Moxley signed this contract. He can't work wherever he wants. Moxley came out and said, I can, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, but man. I don't know. Like, I, I think I was texting you guys. Like, I watched that match, and at the first 10 minutes of that match, Gage looks so bad. He he stumbled. He fumbled. Um, I think I even uh, referenced it to the Ric Flair last. He did. Um, and, and Mox beat him up pretty good, and you know, blood and light tubes and pizza cutters and yada 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 yada. No Domino's commercials though. Yeah, I, no Domino's commercials. Uh, so I didn't. I really didn't think that. At the start, I'm like, man, Mox is going to go over and and engage is done. Which he's he's at the age like he can't go anymore. Um, I was wrong, <coughs> but I don't know. Um, I, I it works well for AEW and, and Mox. Okay, for the future of GCW. Which I know we're not a GCW podcast, and and I enjoyed I enjoyed GCW to a point. Um, their world title picture sucks right now. Yeah. Okay, and and the only thing I can think of is they're going to bring Cardona back. Um, but yeah, I'm not, 
Nick Gage can't work hard like he used to and whatever. I know. I'm sure GCW fans, if anyone watches this, they'll shoot me, but whatever. Yeah, is, uh, is Nick Wayne part of GCW? But I know he's technically signed like a futures contract with AEW. Yeah, so so, so he's he's what twenty years old now, and he. I don't even. I didn't know he was eighteen yet. Uh, I think he was nineteen, just turned twenty. No, sorry, eighteen, just turned nineteen. Because he had to graduate high school before his AEW contract took effect. Um, he's had some killer matches of late. Um, I hope that still works with AEW, but I mean, he, he traveled to Japan with uh, GCW. I think he's down in uh, Mexico this weekend with GCW. So As of February, Shep, he was 16. What? Yeah. Okay. Um, there, I thought. That, so that's probably why, I mean, I'm guessing when he's 18, then his contract will come. Um, yeah, he... I mean, he's which is even more crazy with the stuff he, he does when he's sixteen he's years old. Traveling the heck out on the weekend. Can you imagine being in his high school, going, "Hey, uh, uh, we got to wrestle in Mexico this weekend. We got to get an excuse absence so we can catch a flight." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick, what are you doing this weekend? Well, uh, yeah. going to Mexico to wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Alley Catch, uh, we talked about. Earlier or in other podcasts, I mean, she's she's debuted for Impact of late. So, you know, they're, they're again, I, I love GCW. Um, I'm not a big ultra violent deathmatch guy. Uh, Gringo Loco is one of my favorites. I think that dude is 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 really good. He worked for uh, Warrior Wrestling up when they were in South Bend, Indiana, really close to our hometown. So. Uh, he's working for AAA now too. Uh, there, there's there's some really good talent in GCW. Uh, uh, besides the you know, you know the death match stuff, which yeah. not my not my cup of tea, but you know, hey, exploiting hey, barbed wire death match. Hey, to each their own. Yeah, there's plenty of wrestling out there for everybody to watch whatever they want. So. Yeah, yeah, and if you're not down with that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're not scissoring. Sorry, boys. Uh, Tanner, you can continue to scissor yourself. We won't comment on that. Whoa! All right. Um, Four-one last night, Paul. Four-one Yankees. Oh, oh, really? Man, you had to go there. I want you to do, but tomorrow night's a different night. At least same result, though. You know what? At least when you guys come to Cleveland, our fans aren't going to throw crap on the field. Okay, it's the, it's the we, we have respectful fans. Oh, Yankees fans don't care. No, no, it, they are embarrassment more times um, than not. So. But you know what? We've got the uh, greatest deep ball hitter in all of professional baseball. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. Hosey, Hosey's better. Just saying. <laughs> Okay. Just saying. Right. Ask the Miz. He'll tell you too. All He's right. got a signed oh, bat. God. Oh, God. You just brought the Miz. I'm done.
<laughs> and that's how we wrap the show tonight. Hey, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media platforms at Kicking Out Pod. And while you're checking out our social media platforms, be sure to click on the two different links we've got there uh, so you can buy some KOP merchandise. Uh, we've got some great shirts, two different stores. Tanner's rocking the NWO black and white KOP shirt. Uh, we've got the classic style still over on our uh, other store. So it's go hoodie check them season. Out. Go buy a hoodie. Yes, I- I'm going to buy me a hoodie probably this weekend or by the end of October at least. Uh, it depends on how things line up for me. Um, yeah, and uh, be sure to listen to the Kicking Out podcast everywhere you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast. Be sure to give us that five star rating because we are five star KOP. With that, for Tanner Lee, well, I guess I should be nice to him, shouldn't I, Ship? Go follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee92. Follow Austin Shepard at The Shep27. And uh, be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman921. And with that, for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Be sure to join these guys again next week as they kick out yet another podcast.